1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 27, one body with many parts. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and the least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honorable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the other members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Now, I could get Emily to stay up here and sing the song that she sang to me yesterday, which is all about the body, which she grew up with. I think you and Naomi, didn't you? Yeah. So if you want to learn a song about, from 1 Corinthians 12, all about the body, Emily's your woman. The children have been thinking about the early church, and so we thought that we would um, just think with them and with you all together today a little bit more about what it means to be um, church. But first of all, on the theme of body, I would like you to all stand up. We're going to play a game. Now, this is a, this is a game that involves all our bodies, and I guarantee, I'm almost 100% sure that there won't be a single person in the room that doesn't know how to play. Simon says. Okay, do we know how to play Simon Says? Yes, I thought you would at the back there. So we're going to have a quick game. And if you go wrong, you need to sit down. Because it's competition to see who in our church family knows their bodies best and can play Simon Says. So Simon Says, put your hand on your heads. Simon says, blink your eyes. Put your hands by your sides. Oh, down you go, down you go. Simon says, fiddle with your ears. Simon says, put your hands on your knees. Simon says, touch your nose. Touch your head. Gotcha. <laughs> Simon says, hop if you can. If you don't want to hop, just step. Stop hopping. 
Okay, okay, there was a bit of stop hopping, sit down if you got that wrong. Simon says, clap your hands. Simon says, wave at your neighbor and the people in the gallery. Simon says, put your hands by your sides. Put your hands on your waist. Gotcha. <laughs> if you did that, you need to sit down. Simon says, stand on one leg. Simon says, put your hands on your head and stand on one leg. Simon says, put your hands down. Simon says, touch your ears. Put your hands down. Oh, got quite a few of you then. Sit down. Good. Simon, David's family, one of you needs to be out. Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, blink your eyes. Simon says, open your eyes really wide. Simon says, touch your head. Touch your waist. Oh, one. You're all getting a bit good. I may not do this for much longer. Simon says, blow a raspberry. Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch your eyes. Touch your head. Yep, got you. Right, this is the last go, otherwise you're all winners. Simon says, step. Simon says, step a bit faster. Simon says, put your hand on your waist. Simon says, put your hand on your shoulders. Simon says, put your hand on your waist. Put your hand on your shoulders. Oh, you are all brilliant. Well done, sit down. So Paul writes this letter to the Corinthian church um, and describes the way the church uh, functions like a body. And he says all the parts of the body are needed and no one part of the body or member of the church is any more important than any any other. And we might be thinking, yeah, but the eyes are really important because then we can see what we need to do. But we can't all be eyes, says Paul. We can't all be the same. But we might think, but our feet are really important because then we'll be able to walk around and enjoy God's world. But we can't all be feet. So each bit of the body... Paul says is really is different and has a purpose and each member of the church family is as valuable and important as the next person. So we're going to have a pray that God will help us to understand this a bit more. Father God we thank you for this passage in Corinthians and for helping us to think about it. We pray that as we look at it now you just help us to have perhaps have one thing that we go away with that we can uh, remember and learn from you about the importance of being church family and what it means to be uh, members of your body. Amen. So take a look around you at the building. You, You love this building. We all love this building. It's beautiful and it's been here for a very, very long time. And I want you to think about all the people who it may have, who would have been involved in building St. Swithin's and making it beautiful. Or if you've been here in the last 20 years, you'll know that 12 years ago, when it was refurbished, you would have had lots of people working on it then. Turn to each other, next to each other, and just think, who would be involved in making the building really beautiful? Who, who would make it such a beautiful place? What type of people would be needed? Have a chat. Right, let's, let's just have one or two people sharing who might be involved in Ben. Well, Ben might have been involved. Ben, were you around? No. Oh, yes, of course you are. Architects. Architects. Architects, people who design the building. Fantastic, yeah? We would have had, they would have had architects. 
structural engineer, pastor, plumber. Stop, stop, stop. Painter. Okay, lots. Did you hear all that? Structural engineers, plasterers, plumbers, painters. Project managers like Alistair. Project managers, like they're the, basically the people that tell people what to do, just if you don't know what a project manager is. I was among others who got on the floor and cleaned it after all the builders. Brian May, there you go, because builders always make a terrible mess. Yeah, one more. Oh, sorry, I'm coming back, Judy, yeah, okay. Glass maker. Glass maker, yeah, that beautiful, oh, we can't see it. The beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful window behind the screen. Prayers and fundraisers. We spent eight years praying before anything happened. Great. <laughs> and, and prayer would have wasn't just in the last 12 years, was it? That would have been the first time round as well. All those amazing people involved in making this building beautiful. And we are so privileged to be able to meet in such a lovely place. But the Bible tells us that church isn't the building. Church isn't the building, but it's all the people who follow Jesus and all who have his spirit living within them as they follow him. And that's about, I googled it, so it must be right, over two billion people across our world. They and we together are God's church. And we here are part of that worldwide church. We're all different. We all have different gifts and we're all called to work together and use what we've been given to love one another, to love Jesus, and to share his good news with others. But you see, the Christians in the church at Corinth hadn't been doing this. They've not really been behaving as a united church. Some of them have been thinking that they were more important than others, and some were suggesting that they should only listen to what certain people had to say. And others thought that God had given them really important gifts that they should be using and that others were less important. But you see, Paul writes this letter to them to help them to see that as the church, they're united as followers of Jesus. But each one of them is different and each one of them is valuable with a contribution to make to the church family. And he uses this illustration of the church being like the body to help them to understand. So two things we're going to think about. One, we are all different, and two, we all need each other. So first, we're all different. Verse 14 said, the body has many different parts and not just one part. As Christians, we're all united, but we're all different. We're made up of all sorts of different people, lots of variety. Look around you. Look at the variety in the room. Go on. You're all there. You are the church. No one is the same as anyone else. God is creative and he's beautifully made every human being different. We look different. We think different. We've got different gifts and abilities. Even those of you who sit and think, I can't do it. I haven't. You have because God has made you. And there were some in Corinth who thought that because they didn't have a particular um, because they didn't have a particular gift, they were of less value than someone else. It was like they were saying, I'm not a foot and therefore I don't belong in the body. Or I can't do that special thing that other people do, so I'm not worth anything. Or I'm not as necessary or as important in the church. But that is crazy. That is crazy thinking. And perhaps some of us today are tempted to think like that. You think, oh, I can't pray aloud, so I'm not properly part of the body. 
Or I'm not musical, I can't do what they were doing, so I'm not, too, I'm not part of the body. Or I'm just too shy, I've got nothing to contribute. Or I'm too young, I'll do it when I'm older. But we're all different for a reason. And God's made us that way intentionally. We can't all be an ear or all be an eye. We're not all the same. And God has placed you where he wants you to be as he intended You may be a really bouncy person or you may be very shy. You might be a great cook or you might be really good with numbers. You might be musical or you might love silent prayer. You might love reading a book. You might be great with computers. You might be very young. You might be the very youngest in the room. But you might, or you might be getting older. Our differences need to be celebrated Because God has made us who we are, and each one of us at St. Swithin's Church is vital, whether you're two or 102. I'm not sure we've got anyone who's 102. The challenge for us is whether we're going to embrace that as a church family and ask God to use us for his glory. Secondly, we all need each other. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Whatever gifts we have and however we've been made, we are not to live in our own little world, independent from one another. We need each other. Now, have you ever thought what it takes to make this church family function from week to week? All who contribute to making Sundays work or keeping the church looking lovely. Now, there are some things under your chairs in, around the building that tell us something about only some, I know I'm not going to cover you all, of the people that, who are important in the daily life of St. Swithin's. If you find something under your church chair that isn't a piece of blue paper and a pen but looks like something else, then would you like to bring it up and show, show the congregation what we've got? What can you find? Well done. That's it, Ella. Yeah. Excellent. A call to the kitchen. (laughs) Just stand there and show everybody. You're going to tell us what you think. There are a few more. (laughs) Any more? There should be a few more. There's, uh, in fact, quite a lot of you have got one of these white things with handles under your chair. So if one of you could bring up a white thing with a handle, that would be really good. Somebody may find something made of paper with an address on it. That would be really good. (laughs) Somebody may find something with green leaves. That would be good. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. Who's bringing it? Valerie's bringing it up. Yes, that's great. And what else have we got? As also a children's Bible under under it. Well done. Great. Now, I want us to, th- we're going to see how many things we can think about that tell us something about what's really important, what the, the important people that contribute to the life of St. Swithin. So, why, why do you think you're holding a saucepan? Well, because we need to feed people and people need to be fed spiritually and physically. Ooh, spiritually and physically. Uh, and mentally. <laughs> Use that as a microphone. So, there are lots of people in our church family who cook things, who bake cakes. He, he do all sorts of cooking for us and for people outside of us as well. There's lots of practical gifts like that, but you're right, spiritually and physically. Why are you holding a piece of paper? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's some deep spiritual meaning to it. So it says Uber that... Eats, and, and it's addressed to the cafe. 
Okay, so is that what, the relevance? You can have a guess. Why? Um, well, why? Because we deliver good news. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. But actually, actually, I was thinking about all the people that print off things, that work in the office, that that sort out our finances. I couldn't bring anything special in case it was an important document. But all the people who who manage all of the all the paperwork that we have week by week by week, and there are a lot of you. And each one is precious and valuable. But I like it. <laughs> Why do you think you're holding a Bible? Who, help, what, who are the people that help us with the Bible? Um. Who, who do you, what do you do week by week by week when you're not up here, if you come to church? Where are you? Where do you go on a Sunday morning? Church? Yeah. Where, but where do you go underneath, downstairs? What group are you in? Light sharers. Light sharers. We've got lots of people who teach us the Bible in different ways. There are children's leaders, but there are life group leaders. There are people that pray. There are people that lead services, but there are plenty of people all over who open the Bible with us, who encourage us in our faith. Each one is precious. Doesn't necessarily have to be from up here. There are lots of people doing that day by day. Why are you holding a piece of wire? Uh, Show them what you've got. Put it up high. Yeah. So, um, Ella, why, what does that tell us about different people? Some people help us in church because they are really good with electronics. Brilliant. Lots of people help us with these practical things that might use electronics. I didn't want to bring anything precious of James's up here because he got cross with me. So you've got all the musicians, you've got all our lovely sound, look at people up there, and Catherine, lovely sound and uh, projectors, and the people that are really good with computers, the people that are Neve, who week by week is doing the camera and live streaming. We've got so many people who help us with things like that. They're not all seen. Rosemary, <laughs> you're looking good. Well, I assumed it wasn't sort of an answer to the parking problem, yes. alternative <laughs> transport. That would, be a gift. that would be a really good gift. I'm thinking about keeping the place clean and beautiful. Exactly, keeping the place clean. Brian was just telling us how he cleaned up after the builders. But there are lots of lovely people who keep this building clean and beautiful week after week. And it's not just cleaning floors or polishing things. It's, it's things like when the toilets don't work or it's things like when the radiators don't work, Alistair, or whatever it is. There are lots of people to, that keep this building beautiful. Okay, last one. Um, well, it needs tending, doesn't it? It needs somebody who... <laughs> is that what you're saying? Is it going off? <laughs> yeah, I thought it, somebody had hidden it because it, it needs a little bit of care, water, attention. Um, but I guess it's also the outside, the gardens, the people who've tended... So a bit of both. A bit of both, exactly that. There are lots of people who uh, spend time in our gardens, keeping them beautiful. And actually, we do have plants inside that need care. Some of us are not very good at remembering that. So anybody feels that they want to remember that on our behalf, great. Um, but yeah, we have lots of things that need looking after. We have beautiful garden, and lots of you help with all those things. Thank you. You can leave them all up here and then... Now, there are loads of things that I haven't said, so please don't think that that's an exhaustive list of all the people who we have in our church who help us. But 
It's very easy to come into a church building on a Sunday and see Tim or me and the band and the people at the front and forget all the other people that work really hard uh, to look after one another, to look after us and to serve Jesus. And we need each other too when things are really tough. The passage talks about the importance of those in our church family who are vulnerable, who maybe don't look like they could contribute much, or perhaps because they're really poor, poorly, or because they're tiny little babies or very young children. And every member of our church family is precious. Who are the most vulnerable amongst us, do you think, that might sometimes need the special care? Are they those that are the smallest? Are, the ba- are they the babies that we long to nurture? We're starting bubbles next week, which is really exciting. Are they the families or for who sometimes in their seasons of juggle- juggling too many balls and feeling overwhelmed? Are they our teenagers and our students who can get overwhelmed with exams and feel anxious about their futures? Are they those who are long-term unwell and need gentle support? Are they those who are now housebound and would love visits and, a, and company? We all need, at some point in our lives, care from one another. And just as Jesus showed care and concern for the people he loves, we need to demonstrate that too. That's what Paul is meaning by looking after those that are in need of special care. In order to accomplish his work on earth, Jesus had a body of flesh and blood. But now, in order to accomplish his ongoing work, Jesus has a body of human beings that are you and I, me. Look around you again and think, you are the church, you are God's plan A for taking the good news of Jesus to other people out into the community of Walcott, into your homes and into your fr- with your friends and in your schools. There's no other plan B. We're to work together value one another, use our gifts to be a team that long for people to get to know Jesus, to be his hands and his feet. In a moment, the Armstrong family are going to lead us in prayers, but before they do, we're just going to spend a few minutes giving thanks for all the wonderful people that do serve us. And you might have lots of people we haven't mentioned in your mind. So under your seat, there is a little cutout of a body, and hopefully you can get your hands on a pen Why don't you just talk together and write down what you want to give thanks for at St. Swithin's or a particular person that you know serves in a particular way. So this will just get you thinking, who do you want to thank God for this morning? Who do you want to thank God for who who uses their gifts to serve us at St. Swithin's? It could be a person or could be an area of ministry. It doesn't really matter. Chat together and then we'll say thank you. Chat together, write it down and then we'll say a prayer. Okay, what I'd really like to do is to encourage you to take that um, little piece of paper home, put it on your fridge, 
and maybe through the week, to just give thanks and to pray for either the person or the area of ministry in church that you've written on that piece of paper so that we can lift one another to God in the week to come. So let's, let's pray and in the silence, just say to yourselves the name or the people that you've put on your piece of paper. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for every person that makes up the body of Christ that is St. Swithin's Church. As we've been reminded that every person is valuable and special to you and we need each other, we give you thanks today for. Please would you bless them and remind them that we cannot do without them. We are so grateful for all they do. Amen.